This is the Eat.News podcast, powered by Back of House, where we cover the biggest restaurant and food service industry headlines. This week, we're taking a look at the latest Starbucks unionization developments and some big automation news from DoorDash, along with an announcement of our own. It's Thursday, February 24th. I'm Claudia Sarek. There's going to be some big changes at Eat.News starting next week. To talk a little bit more about them, we're welcoming Back of House editor Matt Lynch. Hey, Matt. Hey, Claudia. How's it going? Good. So do you want to tell everyone about the news? Well, yes, I would be honored. Uh, so this is actually the last installment of Eat.News, but you know, don't be sad. The podcast is not going away. Uh, starting next week, we're changing the name of the podcast to Back of House News. So we're still bringing you the same timely, actionable industry developments, it's just under a new name. That's exciting. Yeah, it is. And just for a little more context, uh, you know, when I'm not chatting with you on the podcast, I'm spending my time creating a ton of great articles for restaurant operators over at our site, backofhouse.io. And we just wanted to update the name of the podcast to reflect all that great work we're doing with the Back of House team uh, to bring you the latest news and insights. Yes, absolutely. So any other changes that listeners can expect? Uh, I mean, we're... Keeping the podcast largely the same, but I do want to call out a couple of special edition episodes we're starting with uh, for the next two installments after this one. Uh, that'll feature our uh, reporter and friend of the podcast, uh, Grace Dickinson, who, uh, if you listen, you've heard on the podcast before. Uh, and so one of those is going to look at how restaurant operators can alter their menus to deal with inflation, uh, which you know has been in the news quite a bit lately, as we know. And then... After that, we're going to give some advice on managing customer expectations when it comes to dealing with things like price changes or supply chain shortages and some of the other issues that have uh, been so prevalent lately and impacted uh, restaurant operations and customer experiences. Yes, absolutely, Matt. So should we plug anything else here while we're doing all of this shameless (laughs) self-promoting? Yeah, I mean, should we remind everyone about our other podcast? I think we should. Uh, So You Want to Run a Restaurant, folks, is the other show that I co-host. And season two premiered this week with Fred Castellucci of Castellucci Hospitality Group in Atlanta. He was awesome to talk do. We have a bunch of other exciting guests looming this season, including Kristen Barnett of Hungry House, Nick Bogner of Indo and Nippon Tay, and uh, Cynthia Wong of Life Raft Treats, which you might not know Cynthia by name, but you will know her treats. She's the one that does the, the novelty ice cream, like the fried chicken that looks like fried chicken, but it's not. So my co-host from season one, Zach Mack, restaurant and bar owner in New York City, is also back for this one. And uh, it's, it's really exciting. I'm looking forward to it and i think everyone's going to enjoy it yeah it's it's really exciting and uh yeah i um i don't know i think that's enough announcements for everyone probably should we yep. go into the rest of the news here sounds good thanks so much matt yep thanks so much claudia A down note for the restaurant industry as sales continued to decline with the omicron variant still hampering restaurant attendance Restaurant and bars generated $72 billion in sales in January, according to U.S. Census retail sales data released last week. That represents a decline of nearly a full percentage point from December, which came in at $73.1 billion. These faltering numbers bolster the case many operators and advocacy groups are making for the need for a revival of the Restaurant Revitalization Fund, which is still pending in Congress. 
In other news, unionization efforts among Starbucks workers continue to grow, reaching more than 100 stores across 26 states. That works out to roughly one in every 100 corporate-owned Starbucks in the U.S. The unionization drives at the Seattle-based company have been gathering steam since stores in Buffalo, New York, successfully formed unions at the end of 2021, as we previously reported. The unionization votes in Meza, Arizona, were recently put on hold in the wake of a request from Starbucks to the National Labor Relations Board. We'll be watching this story closely as developments continue. As we reported last week, vaccine and mask mandates are dropping left and right. First, it was New York, then California. And now the Twin Cities, Boston, D.C., Philadelphia, and Chicago are scaling back on vaccine and mask requirements for indoor dining. For restaurants in colder climates, where outdoor dining requires elaborate feats of heating, the moves can only mean good things for the bottom line, so long as everyone's staff remain healthy as COVID cases, while dropping quickly around the country, still remain fairly high overall. DoorDash is charging ahead with Chowbotics. That's the robotics company it purchased last year. The delivery giant filed for trademark applications for a robotic food prep system and two automated restaurant brands. The prep system and vending machine system would aptly be called Dashbotics, and the seemingly Mexican-themed automated ventures will be called Tex-Mex and Queso Your Way. No word on the timeline for these concepts being available to consumers. Speaking of brands partnering with robotics companies, Jamba is working with Blended to expand its automated smoothie kiosks to a pair of college campuses, with plans to add them to student unions at both Georgia College and Kennesaw State University. Jamba has been piloting the program since launching in a California Walmart location in 2020, but this marks the venture's first foray into college campuses. That's all for this week, folks. Take care.